Blog Talk Radio. There is a watchman on the wall, bringing forth the written word of God to one and all. Are you getting ready? Will you stand or will you fall? Listen to the watchman on the wall. Listen to the watchman on the Rise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. A new day has dawned. All over the earth, men and women are arising. It's time for the sons of God to awake. It is a day of justice, recompense, Restoration, revival, and resurrection power. Pastor of New Wine Ministries. Great to be with you today. We have a brilliant conversation today. We are going to be talking with one of the most um, intelligent men that I have met in, a, in my lifetime. And I'm talking about the intelligence of the human body. I'm talking about a, an inward intuition, a, an intelligence about things uh, the, the way they really are. And it's not too often when people have the ability to peer through the veil of uh, chaos and confusion and see into things. And so I'm going to ask you, our listeners today, to really tune in. Minimize your distractions. Listen carefully to the conversation we're going to have. And I believe that you're going to benefit greatly from the conversation with the gentleman we are going to be interviewing here in just a moment. So really make sure, if you know somebody that's maybe uh, been carrying a sickness or disease, In their body, you know, people that have been struggling in some area of their physical health, maybe some mental, emotional issues going on. We ultimately understand that all this revelation, all this inspiration, all this intuition, everything that is good is coming from the proper source. Our Father in heaven, his son, Jesus Christ, through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But again, it's how many people actually possess an understanding, a depth of wisdom and knowledge to be able to converse and to bring about that enlightenment, that truth that is so desperately lacking in our world today because, quite frankly, so many people have just been darkened for one reason or another, but it's time for the light to shine. We were at a concert last night, 
And there were, they said about six or 7,000 people. It seemed to be me to be a lot more than that, but uh, there were, it, there was uh, Kobe, I guess, Jody Kobe and Chris Tomlin and some other worshipers that were there. And it was refreshing to be in a place where the worship was not um, milk toast. It was not just ear tickling. Uh, there was a really good message in that concert last night. And it was, uh, again, just wonderful to be with so many Christian men and women, so many saints really, truly enjoying themselves and being refreshed and blessed by what was going on in the atmosphere. So in just a moment, I want to give a little bit more time for people to filter into the broadcast. Welcome to everybody on Facebook, YouTube. Uh, we will be going live on Rumble and Brighteon. Of course, we are on OmegaRadio.org and on BlogTalkRadio.com. Um, so you, you can get to those uh, platforms in just a moment. Dr. Mick Hall from 35 for Life is going to be joining us. I'm going to share a little bit about his story, who he is, where he has come from, what he's been doing in his life, and then we'll let him tell the rest of the story. All right, just another note before we get going, September 20th. I hope by now you've put it on your calendar. September 20th, right here in Northwest Arkansas, a celebration of what we call the Feast of Tabernacles because it is a biblical feast. It has everything to do with our spiritual development and cultivation. It has nothing to do with old legalism or any such thing. It is an incredible opportunity for the saints of God to gather together and to participate in what Father God is going to be producing. So don't forget September 20th. You need to be making your arrangements right now because things are filling up. There's a number of different things going on in Northwest Arkansas. So you want to make sure that you are finding your way into this region, getting the proper hotels. Um, for the speakers that are coming, we have, again, Pastor Melissa Fletcher coming from South Dakota, Pastor David and Victoria Obenauer from South Dakota, Pastor Kevin Honeycutt from Tennessee. We have Pastor Ken Maddox, Michael Villarin, Pastor Michael Villarin, Pastor Ken Wagner, and we have a host of other speakers that are going to be speaking at this conference. So we want you to make sure that you just touch it, just tap into it, and you will experience the blessing that God is, is going to be pouring out. So I believe it's very strategic, and I believe that in this strategic moment, um, this is probably the right place to be for a lot of people. And having said that, let me get just a little bit to the background of uh, our guest speaker today, which is Dr. Mick Hall. Dr. Mick Hall is a naturopathic doctor, doctor of divinity, researcher, and a specialist in human biorestorology. Rather than being a licensed physician, Dr. Hall chose to dedicate 40 years of his life to discovering the real causes for the development of human disease and the most effective and simplest methods for correcting these causes. Dr. Hall now uses these discoveries to teach others how to create great health in place of creating disease. Dr. Hall received extensive training in dark field microscopy and HLB blood studies during the two years he was directing the American Metabolic Institute, which was a cancer clinic in Mexico. His training in tissue mineral evaluation and interpretation was through analytical research labs. In Phoenix, Arizona, he learned fluid chemistry evaluation from Dr. Howard Loomis. 
He received instruction and received IV therapy and blood withdrawal certification from Good Samaritan Hospital in Los Angeles, California. Dr. Hall earned his doctorate in naturopathy from Trinity College of Natural Health and his Doctor of Divinity through the Esoteric Interfaith Theological Seminary. The heart of Dr. Hall's studies has been his personal research, where he performed tens of thousands of individual health screens throughout the U.S., Canada, and Mexico. Over the past 30 years, as Dr. Hall discovered solutions for the health problems he was helping people to overcome, he built these solutions into a line of personally designed products he calls the Body Chemistry Support System. Over time, this program has evolved into a simplified system that works consistently with every person in place of temporarily relieving a symptom, which is the goal of most medical and natural treatments. The body chemistry support system supports the innate wisdom of your body to normalize function and to heal itself. The absolute goal for the system Dr. Hall has developed is to assist you in creating a quality of health where disease cannot even exist. All right. Well, this is the gentleman that we're going to be talking with right now. We're going to bring Dr. Mick into the broadcast. I want to make sure that all of our uh, hearing mechanisms are working well. So let me begin by saying good morning, sir. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. How are you doing today, Dr. Mick? No, I'm doing fine. Thank you. Thank you for having me on your show. I love it. I, I remember years ago when you came onto these uh, broadcasts and we had a wonderful time. And uh, Dr. Mick, just to put it out there, uh, I just completed a 21-day challenge, and that inquired uh, the entirety of the body cleanse. And today is the 21st day, and uh, we're just weaning ourselves off of what we've been doing for the last three weeks. So uh, I've had an incredible uh, blessing, uh, lost a lot of weight, feel great. Uh, walking through the moment and learning a lot as I go. But uh, I gave a little bit of your background, and uh, I want you to share just a little bit more of the resume. And then the first question I want to talk to you about, obviously, uh, a very uh, popular conversation, but not everybody likes to hear the, the true side of things. So uh, we'll, we'll just tread wherever God leads. But uh, give us a little bit more of your background, a little bit more of your resume, and then let's talk about this COVID-19 that has hit the world? Well, actually, uh, I think we've heard enough about my background. I'd rather jump into what we usually have a lot of fun doing, and that is kicking back and forth uh, the conversations of the world that, uh, you know, are uh, interwoven lies with uh, fairy tales and uh, a little strand of truth here and there. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. You begin. <laughs> well, actually, uh, I think uh, I think a good place to start would be with a woman that uh, sent me a note yesterday, and uh, she was a school teacher that was informing me that if she doesn't get the jab, which they're calling a vaccine, which of course, as we know, it isn't a vaccine, because a vaccine would prevent you from getting the disease you're getting the vaccine for. And this has nothing to do with COVID, this jab, and we'll talk about the ingredients of it in a minute. But anyway, um, this woman was looking for uh, doctor's notes and ways of, uh, uh, she, she definitely did not want to get this shot because she was informed enough to know that it was a very dangerous thing to do. 
And so uh, she was looking to me for other ideas of how to dodge the bullet. And uh, it was a great opportunity uh, for me to really stop and think about why is this situation so out of control right now? It's because we've all been forced into a coma for hundreds of years while a very dark force has taken over this world and imposed itself onto us. And that's really what we're talking about now is a very powerful spiritual war, not just a battle, it's a war because of the depth of its roots. And anybody that, uh, you know, you can say that the uh, COVID is a conversation. My feeling is let's get out of the conversation because there is no two-sided conversation about it. On one side, it's the truth, and on the other side, is a lie. It's not opposition of opinions. It's ignorance against truth. And so what we need to do, there is enough truth available. We need to be open to what the truth of this whole situation is. And this was my approach with this woman. I said, you know, uh, this is why uh, it's being imposed something that we know is so dangerous is being imposed onto us and our livelihood is being threatened if we don't submit. And I said, what really needs to happen is you need to get together with other teachers in your district that realize what's going on and stand against it and come back to the administrators and say, no, we're not going to have this. It isn't right. And here's the proof of how dangerous it is. If you don't know, speaking of the uh, superintendent and the uh, administrators, if you don't know how dangerous this is, here's information that you need to study. And that's what, uh, you know, when you think of all the turmoil and everything that is going on in the world, we can't really claim responsibility for it because the wool was pulled over our great-grandparents' eyes, our grandparents' eyes, our parents' eyes, time since we've been on the planet. And it's, it's been a dumbing-down situation, and we're only waking up right now. We should never feel any guilt for having been uh, lied to all of our lives and deceived, but celebrate the fact that we're all waking up right now and discovering ways of recognizing the truth. So as, as I presented to this woman, first of all, start researching. Find the information for yourself because whether it's uh, of your health on a daily basis, the health of your community, health of your country, it doesn't matter. It all begins with personal responsibility. If all of us were to stand up, research what is going on, find the truth, become responsible for our personal lives, our local community, and our country, and start managing that that we are responsible for, there would be no more problem. That is the real answer here, is personal responsibility as far as you can reach. Okay, excellent uh, beginning. Now, so many people, it appears obviously in our divided nation, 
Uh, there are so many people that are telling people that have the truth that they're in error uh, and they deserve to be treated as those that are in error. But so many people, Dr. Mick, really don't want to know the truth or they are so blinded by the lie that truth to them is an offense. What do you do about that? Well, the greatest gift God has ever given mankind is pain and suffering. And you think, what in the world? No, yeah. there is no other way in the entire universe that we can become wise without pain and suffering. Those who are not aware enough to recognize the truth simply haven't experienced enough pain and suffering. It's a natural process, and there's no way you can force truth on anyone. They have to touch the stove for themselves. You, a mother can tell the child 50,000 times, don't touch the stove, it will burn your fingers. Or you can just watch the child touch the stove, and instantly they are brilliantly wise. So we yeah. can't Amen. force these people to accept the truth. Uh, Jesus said it well, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. We're here to share the truth with those that have the ears to hear, and those who can't hear just trust that when they receive enough pain, they will open their ears. That's all. Okay, so let me ask you this question. Um, what have you learned personally through your research um, concerning what everybody's calling the jab today? Why would it? Why is it not? a wise thing from your perspective for someone to receive the vaccination. What goes well, on in the biology uh, of all that? Yeah. Well, let's, let's bypass me again and go to the person that was granted or that uh, uh, created a patent for weaponizing this jab back in 2015. Okay. Now, have evaluated the content of this serum and 99% of this serum is a, is a, uh, a carbon substance called graphene oxide okay that is the real subject here people are uh, getting loaded up with graphene oxide there is no other conversation we, we need to look at what is the substance? Now, the person who uh, developed a patent for weaponizing this, and that's what they're using it for right now, it's being weaponized and being pumped into people, and all these adverse reactions, the deaths and everything, will be more clearly understood when you hear what he said himself. He says it's an exact science of how long a person is going to live after they've received this. Now, keep in mind, the only real defense against any disease or any problem is a high quality of health. And he pointed this out by saying, okay, once a person receives this jab and they get a blood test, it's it's easy to determine the percentage of their blood sample that is being destroyed by the graphene oxide. You take that percentage, say, uh, say it's 30% blood destruction, 
you take two years because an absolutely healthy person can live two years after they've had this jab. Now, keep in mind, these are the words of the man that created a patent to weaponize this as they're using it right now. has nothing to do with the vaccine. He stated, you take the percentage of blood destruction, you deduct that from two years, and that tells you how long that person will live. Now, people that have lung disorders and uh, chronic problems already, the reason why a lot of those people die instantly is because if you took a look at their blood, there'd be a 95 or 100% blood destruction. Again, it's all according to the quality of health that we have created or the level of undermining or disease that we've created. But it's, he stated, it's an exact science to know how long a person will live after receiving this. Now, of course, there'd be a lot of people that this jab itself was the pain and suffering that forced wisdom. And now after receiving it, uh, feeling like, well, shoot, what do I do now? Well, I believe that uh, all the stories that we've heard about uh, shedding, I believe that these particles, now to understand what they are, they're a very small, very, very small particle of carbon that is about 300 times stronger than steel. And they have sharp edges. That's the reason why when they get in the capillaries, they dig in and cause damage. And that's what forms the blood clot in, in the capillaries. And after, like the lungs, the heart, and the brain, when you have millions of those little jabs forming tiny blood clots, that's why people are having so much trouble with the lungs, the heart, and the brain. Those are the three main areas that it's being, uh, problems are being developed in. Now, keep in mind, the uh, graphene oxide is not the only ingredient there. The same technology that Monsanto has been using for years to make GMO corn, they have included that technology in this same jab so that it will alter the people's DNA that receive this, technically converting their body once they're own DNA is converted or distorted, it turns the person into a GMO, or as they're calling them, uh, a transhuman. That is how serious this is. It's not, like I say, it isn't a conflict of opinion. It's a very powerful agenda carried by a lie imposed upon those who are not willing to do their homework and learn the truth. Okay, so I just want to inform the listeners right now that what you're hearing is not coming from Mad Magazine or some kind of conspiracy theory. This is Dr. Mick Hawley sharing what he has researched and found concerning these things, and probably by now you've heard some things that maybe you've never heard before. My question is, who is the man that created this? You never gave the name. Is that okay to give it? Uh, is it the yes. guy Hold I think it is? Okay. Uh, let me see. It's uh, Dr. Milo 
Kandarain, Ph.D. Dr. Milo, he is the man that created this serum, as you called it, and you said no, that graph. No, no he's the uh, man that created a patent to weaponize it. Now, that those patent? that are, those who are n more popularly known, like uh, uh, Bill Gates and Fauci and all those that were involved in uh, the pharmaceutical side of it, they took the uh, uh, what was uh, already developed by uh, Dr. Kandarain and uh, utilized it for a purpose. Now, let's keep in mind, uh, just because we have just become aware of it doesn't mean that it all of a sudden existed. Uh, keep in mind how many years ago uh, dentists were putting mercury in our teeth. Now, they knew how uh, toxic that was because it was illegal for them to take that stuff, even the spent mercury out of your teeth, and put it in the trash can that would go to a landfill. It was illegal because that stuff is so toxic. And they knew that, but they were putting it in our teeth to chew our food with. That's how obvious and blatant this whole thing has been all of our lives. And we were, uh, we were lied to so thoroughly that we did, and we're only now waking up to realize, my gosh, They've been, they put mercury in our teeth. They used copper plumbing, which when I was doing hair analysis, uh, to find the copper from copper plumbing in a person's chemistry was very destructive. So many uh, negative effects of that. But the mercury, the copper, the fluoride in the water, all of these toxic metals, they have known for decades how destructive it was for our health. Now, stop and think. Now, wait a second. Who and why? What, what is really going on here? What is the real agenda behind all this? It isn't your local doctor that's doing all this, uh, and it isn't even the local uh, little pharmaceutical representatives or whatever. What is really behind all of this? I think that... Uh, uh, you know, until a person stops and uh, really takes seriously the things written on the Georgia Guidestones, I think that we will dismiss a lot of the lies that have been told to us. There's, there's a group of people on this planet that now very popularly are being referred to as the deep state. That's one good umbrella term that covers a dozen different uh, branches of this black or very dark uh, organization that looks at us kind of like the weeds in a garden that uh, are no longer needed and they need to be taken out. Now, as the Georgia Guidestones say, uh, they, this group believes that the earth can only sustain 500 million people at almost 8 billion now, their agenda is to eliminate all but 500 million. And those 500 million, now this is their agenda, that's not our agenda, so 
You know, I don't want anybody to think, oh, my gosh, they're going to get written. No, this is their last hurrah, and we're going to stand up and turn it around. It's not going to happen. But that's their desire was to eliminate 93% of us. Picture that for a second. They want to eliminate 93% of us on the planet. And the uh, last little handful would be uh, servants to them. Well, the problem is we're waking up and realizing what is really going on. And as fast as we can help other people wake up, and it isn't with information. It's actually, unfortunately, like we talked about about 10 minutes ago, it's really uh, how much... how much pain and suffering has each individual gone through and have they uh, gone through enough to wake up? I believe that it could be stopped tomorrow, but those who are on our side really cutting the head off from the beast, and that's a very appropriate name for what we're talking about here, uh, those who are cutting the head off from the beast, I believe could go ahead and stop it right now but they're waiting for us to wake up and take personal responsibility so that this never happens again. It's up to us, not some uh, government or uh, president or anybody else to stop it. It's up to us. We, we, we need to realize what, how the, the uh, planet has been enslaved for thousands of years and realize it's up to us to manage our lives and our planet and our countries so this doesn't happen again. It's an, it's an unfortunate natural uh, trait of humanity to want to control others until we evolve our spirit, spiritual lives to the point to where we have higher ideals. These people obviously don't. So, Dr. Mick, you were talking earlier about a very dark spiritual war, a very powerful dark spiritual war that's going on. Last night I was at a concert. It was a little Christian concert. About 7,000 people, I guess, were there. And it was refreshing. It was beautiful. There was You could see that part of humanity that wants to live, that wants to worship, that wants to be inspired and get on with life. Um, there is another side of this, and it almost sounds like this is a crossroad. This is a fork in the road moment as to whether or not we will resist or we will go the way that I think some prophecy actually says will take place. For example, in the book of Revelation, we hear about a depopulation, a time where at least, you know, the first nine chapters of the book of Revelation talk about uh, half the population. I mean, you're talking 8 billion people. That's 4 billion people through war through pestilence, through famine, through drought, through natural disasters, uh, and then just men's hearts failing for fear of what they see coming upon the earth. And so uh, at one point in that prophecy in the book of Revelation, the beast does rise to power for a period of time, and there's really no resistance to it. And it's just an on, you know, he's got his minions, like you said, that are worshiping this beast. So this moment um, that is taking place around us where they're, they who have the power to do something are waiting for the awakening. Um, I could see somewhat of an awakening in people's hearts 
that, uh, that want to live, but a sense of lack of knowledge of what to do because this powerful dark force is at work. And the big question is in this fork in the road is, you know, will the people actually rise or are we beginning to see like perhaps over in Afghanistan with the Taliban now putting the Islamic sword to the throat of Christians over there? Um, what are we really witnessing? I mean, in this fork of the road moment, will there be an awakening? Potentially, this could be a generation that literally ushers in the dark spirit of that power you were talking about if we're not careful. Things, we're on the edge of the sword right now. We can go either way, and it depends on us. Now, uh, I've often thought about what is the value of prophecy? Is it to tell us, oh my gosh, this is what's going to happen to us? We're going to get the daylights beat out of us at this point in time? It's, it's two things. It's basically telling us the potential destruction and the potential horror that we're going to experience if we don't do anything to stop it. And that, that if is everything. We can all stop this right now if we want to, but here's the problem. There aren't enough people that recognize that there's a problem quite yet. There aren't enough people uh, that are willing to come out of their comfort zone to do something about turning it around. And so it's a natural process. Prophecy knew thousands of years ago the, the attitude of humanity that it takes a great deal of pain and suffering to pull mankind out of that comfort zone strongly enough to roll our sleeves up and do something about it. Because I believe that the second coming isn't going to be uh, Jesus coming to stop all this. He's hoping that we get it by that time, that it's the Spirit of God within us that wakes up. And we save ourselves. So all, everyone who is waiting for somebody else to do it, that's, that's natural man. That never works. It's time for us to grow up and overcome frail human attitude of wanting somebody else to come and take the boogeyman away. We've got to toughen up and stand up and push back against this. And the key to it is, keep in mind, we've been brainwashed all of our lives. We've been brainwashed to be individual. Individual thought, individual this, individual. No, that isn't it. That is separation. We need to start thinking unite, unite, group together, come together as a family and work in harmony together to turn this around. That's the only way that it'll work. Now, did I send you a copy of that little booklet that I wrote? You did several months ago. Yeah, I was going to ask you about okay. that to speak into that. Go ahead. Kind of the theme, what I put in that little booklet, uh, The Reunited State of Americans, it's a, a thought process. Now, of course, uh, our thoughts crystallize into our emotions, 
and our emotions crystallize into our circumstances and the quality or the lack thereof of our health in all ways in, in life. And what we're talking about and what we're being forced into right now is all of us uniting together as one family and realize that the, the enemy, the opposition, is always trying to separate us and pit us one group against another. But as soon as we decide that all of us, all of us on this planet are one big family and we unite together and follow the principles and teachings that we've been given thousands of years ago and we apply them now in a harmonious way, in a loving way, we'll move, we can walk right through this whole thing. Okay, so here's the challenge, okay? And this is, a, this is a genuine challenge. It's a biblical challenge. Jesus said that a house divided cannot stand. And so you understand that principle. So how do you, for example, in one nation, this is global, what's going on all over the world with this jab and the vaccination and all these different things. So we have a nation, our own nation, that is divided right down the middle. You have a divided house. And it's for that very reason, if it doesn't change, and you kind of get a sense that on both sides of this conversation or argument, you said not even to call it a conversation, on the, on the, on the polar sides of this, everybody's trying to recruit people into their camp. Uh, and what the, the, the left is using, let's just call it that, the people that want to instill the, the jab into people's bodies, they're forging numbers. They're striking fear into people's hearts. They're telling them people are dying. Hospitals are overflowing. They have a narrative from their camp that they're sending out on the nightly news, et cetera, et cetera. And then on the other side, we're standing, as you're talking about, and resisting. But you still have this divided house, and inevitably, it will have to fall. So what would be uh, the potential or the ability at this time in such a divided nation and globally around the world? This is happening in nations everywhere you know, what is the fight? How do you deny the powerful dark force at this time if people remain uh, some in truth and some in ignorance? Well, you're talking about the minions following through on the orders to oppose us. And we, we need to talk about, uh, just touch on the Nuremberg trials after World War II. How many soldiers... And how many uh, doctors, actual doctors and people stood up and said, but I was just doing what I was told. They still got shot. They, they got lined up against the wall and shot because they themselves chose to uh, perform acts of destruction against humanity. Now, uh, we think, oh, but you know, they, they would never do anything like that. Here's the scary thing. These doctors and uh, school superintendents, they know all of these minions that are imposing onto us. They will be tried for crimes against humanity. Stop and think yeah. about that. You know, we've never experienced anything like this this huge in our entire lives. So it's very difficult for our minds to comprehend that that could actually happen. The, the millions, millions of minions that are imposing this 
onto humanity and they are thinking in the back of their mind, I'm only doing my job. They are ignorant of what happened in the Nuremberg trials and they are going to experience that in a very unfortunate manner because they are guilty of crimes against humanity. When you stop and think about the end result of this jab that they are pushing so hard for, that it is a, an almost guarantee that it's going to kill the person and they're still pushing it, that is a crime against humanity and they will be held accountable for their part, for their role in this uh, attack on humanity. That is yeah, one day, side of it. Yeah, the day of wrath is What's coming, that? no doubt about it. Go ahead. Well, that, that again is a point of awareness that they are unaware of. They think they're just securing their uh, positions and their own income. They're not looking at it because most of them are ignorant of the, the true effects. Keep in mind that probably about 80% of them honestly believe what they're being told, and that is that these people are still dying of COVID. Well, there's no such thing. The, the actual virus is no more serious than a normal every year flu, uh, flu virus. And as we've talked about so many times in the past, a flu virus is simply a triggering mechanism that activates a release of toxic waste from the body. Big deal. And if you're nothing but a, a sewer, and that rapid release of that sewage kills you, it just means that you should have done something about it 20 years earlier. It's not a threat. Flu is not never a threat to your life. Those who are killed by the flu uh, actually died of a septic condition 10 years earlier, but they just didn't know it. It, it took this long because the body is that septic if it's so septic that it, a flu will kill you, uh, there isn't enough life and vitality left in the body. We need to get rid of that stuff. You know, we started this conversation of you sharing uh, what you've done in the last uh, three weeks. Uh, every one of us have that work to do because, you know, it would have been great if we'd have known as uh, teenagers that every time we were eating those French fries, uh, that we were uh, loading our bodies up with vegetable oils, which were the most uh, inflammatory food for our arteries and the reason for the huge accumulation of those cholesterol balls that load up in our gallbladders, causing us to have to do gallbladder flushes now. You know, it would have been a whole lot easier to avoid, but we didn't know. And so we didn't know about the, the uh, toxic metals and the chemicals and all the influences that our bodies accumulated now that we're becoming aware of this this is the the responsibility of each one of us is to become aware of the fact that we all have a lifetime accumulation of toxic waste that we're carrying in the body and it's that toxic waste that is actually uh, the substance that disease is made of so if we remove all that from the body it's very, very difficult. In fact, it's probably impossible to develop disease. We all have that lifetime accumulation of waste material that we've got to 
come to an understanding of, of how to get that out of the body and partially because of that accumulation and then the damages that we incur either through acute conditions or accidents, we all have accumulated a lifetime accumulation of damage to the body where the body never had sufficient energy to heal itself. So those are two projects that we all have to reverse that we didn't know was accumulating. Again, the reason why we didn't, the body didn't have enough energy to heal itself of all those damages was because of the first project, and that was the accumulation of the toxic waste that undermined the energy production of the body. So the whole story here is we have to desludge these bodies because there's only room for one of two things, either the essence of life or fecal matter. Can't have both in the body. There's only room for one or the other. And if there's too much fecal waste in the body, the essence of life can't come into the body. Amen. Amen. Get cleaned up. Get cleared out. No doubt about it. So I was thinking, uh, as you were talking about this, going back to uh, the Georgia Guidestones, keep the planet at 500 million. So this is almost the way of that dark force saying to the inhabitants of the earth, listen, you're not respecting yourself. You're not treating, taking care of yourself. So we're going to help you process quickly. You know, Dr. Mick, I actually believe that, and, and again, this is up to, you know, just this is a belief now. I actually believe that there are kind of factory-like places around the world, and even in this country, where human beings are procreating uh, just for the idea of producing babies so that we could take part of their, their body chemistry and utilize it in our shampoos, our soaps, our foods, and, and all of that. And I think that they, we've come to a place of such a devaluation that somebody out there really has no appreciation for human beings anymore. There was a time in our country when one person that was in an accident or was dying, uh, it would send in a gas. It was like, oh, my God, this person's hurting and, and, and bleeding. And today, it just it doesn't seem to matter anymore. Such a devaluation of humanity. Speak into that for just a moment. Did I lose you? Hello, Dr. Mick. Actually, yeah, I'm there not. I'm not here. I wasn't hearing you. <laughs> are we still connected? Oh, you, you, yeah, I'm here. Did you, you didn't hear what I was asking? No, no. Try it okay. Again. Okay. So I was. Uh, I don't know if I'll, I'll start from. The I heard beginning. everything that you said about the uh, uh, yeah, lack yeah. of uh, res- respect for life and everything. What was the question? Okay. Yeah, and I was going to just speak into that. You know, the the devaluation of humanity. Uh, where, you know, we have our own factories of reproduction and we could get the organs of these, you know, little babies that are being reproduced and produced. And uh, just that devaluation of humanity, that there's that dark force really doesn't care about human beings any longer. Whereas in the past, people would, you know, see one hurting person or someone bleeding after an accident. It would be, it would mean something. But today it just doesn't seem to mean anything. It's like human trash. Okay, let's, let's alter our communication here because we have been brainwashed to believe that we are doing this. And we've got to realize, no, we've been brainwashed uh, in a very negative way to feel responsible for these things. That isn't us. When you stop and think 
would I would I be involved in any way of that? Even the thought of that is repulsive. And so consciously change our the conversation that we've been brainwashed into uh, utilizing and realize that, no, we're over on this side of the fence. All of that is so disgusting to us, we would never be involved in it. It is completely that dark force that disrespects life, and the proof of it is in the George Guidestones saying, hey, uh, you know, in fact, uh, the term that this group uses when discussing you and I, it's useless eaters. That's their mm-hmm. terminology. Mm-hmm. They look at us as useless eaters. It's like we're, uh, we're uh, like cockroaches that uh, have no purpose, and it's their responsibility to clean this planet up. Okay, so we've got to realize, no, it's, it's us over here and them over there, and the reason why they're so out of control is because we have voted with our dollars to pay for them to do what they're doing. And all of their minions, uh, we're going to find out within the next uh, few weeks how many of the people that we highly respected and looked up to uh, uh, for years, actors and uh, politicians and all these people in positions, we're going to find out that they have actually been arrested and are being arrested. And we're going to find out the horrible, dark things that they were involved in. It's going to be an awakening like we've never experienced ever. Well, that would be refreshing. And, you know, I've been hearing that for a long time, you know, going all the way back to the, uh, the election uh, situation that was happening. Um, and so we've been hearing that and people have been waiting for that. Meanwhile, over in Australia, we're hearing reports right now what's going on in Sydney and uh, New South Wales, that children are actually being picked up and brought to these vaccination centers without their parents. Uh, helicopters flying around the streets, people on lockdown restriction. You hear France is rising up. You see China's ready to go against Taiwan. Uh, We see the Taliban in the Middle East. I know this is a big show. I know it's a big stage and there's a lot of actors and there's a tremendous amount of trickery, deception, sorcery going on. The magician's trick, look over here and it's really happening over here. Something really is uh, going on. But it sounds like just this mass extermination of the human population and the idea that somehow at this moment there could be an awakening to bring resistance to this, well, that's very powerful. Uh, Dr. Mick, in just a moment, I'm going to, I want you to just, you know, just continue to pour out of your heart what you desire to do. And, and I think people are very interested in the reality, the truth, actually hearing it from someone that studied the biochemistry, the tissue, the body, the way that you have Uh, the information. One of the things that struck me was the graphic oxide that you were talking about, that it was, it was stronger than metal and it it gets into the capillaries and it, and it digs into the blood. You know, that sounds like a very serious thing uh, scientifically, biologically. And uh, again, in just a few minutes, we're going to open the telephone lines and I would give people an opportunity to ask you some questions Uh, But go ahead and continue to speak in and and follow the direction you were going. Well, uh, I was just thinking uh, of the cartoon, The Bug's Life, where the uh, 
the grasshoppers were making all the ants gather the food for them. Yeah. And there was only a handful of the grasshoppers, and they were uh, talking together there, and they realized as many ants as there are, if they knew or if they realized how many of them there are and how few of us, we would never stand a chance. We've got to stop and think about that, that the people that are are doing this to us are so few and we're so many, but we're like the ants. We're afraid and we're, we're not, uh, we're not willing to stand up against this great, powerful wizard of Oz that uh, is booming this loud voice. But we've got to realize we, we were given the uh, story of the wizard of Oz as an example of what we're experiencing right now. And all we've got to do is pull back the curtain and see the scrawny little old men that are uh, holding the big microphones that are booming so loudly. And all we have to do is stand up against it. And if it takes, like the one prophecy that you were talking about, if it takes destroying 4 billion people before we wake up, then that's what will happen. Or we can wake up sooner and stop it. But who's going to come to the rescue of the people in Australia to stop their children? Where are the parents as the, uh, the grasshoppers are coming and taking the little ants and injecting poison into them? Exactly. Did they do and, their and... homework? Did mm-hmm. they do their homework? Do they realize the, uh, that they're pulling their children and killing them? And if so, why is it that they allowed their guns to be taken away years ago and made to be so helpless now? There it is. It, you know, pitch, it pitchforks is. used to work. Pitchforks still work. And it probably takes a lot more ants with pitchforks than ants with guns, but They've got to, it's not going to stop until they stop it. And the same thing going here in this country, it's all not going to stop until we stand up and stop it. The key to it is researching the truth, knowing for sure each individual, knowing for sure what the the truth is, and then uniting together to do something about it. Now, in in the future, there's going to be a handful of truths that we'll look back on this dark period and we'll realize, my gosh, were we ever ignorant of the truth? Because we used to believe that disease was a natural part of life and that government was a dictator and all these other lies. And it's not true. If we stand up and become personally responsible, realize, like in your case, are you afraid of disease? No. No. I'm disease really not, is scared no, to feel great. Disease yeah. is scared to death of your body because you've created as a creator, you have created a quality of health where disease can't exist in your body. A cancer cell would be scared to death of you. That's what we have to understand is if we If we research what's really going on, learn the truth, unite together, and stand against it, 
these scrawny little men behind the curtain are scared to death of us because there are so many more of us than them. I agree, and I think that's what the the revolution was really all about and is all about. It What's, what's kind of frightening to <clears throat> the conversation is that how many, now I don't know, their numbers obviously aren't true, but they're forging numbers telling people how many people have been vaccinated, how many millions, and you have to understand that every one of those people that have been vaccinated, according to what you're saying, within two years are going to be dead. So those are, those people really have no resistance uh, to <clears throat> what is happening behind the scenes, as you were just saying. So it's the well, let's, people let's, that are, let's, yeah, go ahead. Let's interject one other thought here. Now, okay. keep in mind, that's their, that's their agenda and that's their story. But a, a few clues that I've been thinking about is, one, the issue of shedding indicates that those particles are so small that they're breathing them out and exposing other people to, more, to the graphene oxide. Well, if they're breathing them out, why not breathe a little harder like exercise and I'm thinking this is also why they're talking about boosters now, because they're realizing, huh, there are healthy people that their bodies are neutralizing. They have enough, enough glutathione in their bodies, and they're living active enough lives to where they're moving so much of this out, it's not creating the damage we want it to. We need to give them boosters. So with that thought... I'm thinking those who are listening that have had the jab, I don't want them to feel like, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm destined to die within two years now. No, if, if you've maintained a high enough quality of health, keep improving that. And I believe that the body is brilliant enough to throw enough of that off to where it isn't a death sentence. If the percentage of uh, blood damage is below 30% and you bring it down to 0%, it, it, it kind of reminds me of when I was 17 years of age. I built this walk-in freezer with the old fiberglass that didn't have the battings, and the, the spun glass in that was so large because it was kind of a crude product back then that uh, by the time I got finished building that walk-in freezer, for the next three days as I would cough, I'd cough up blood because of all the spun glass in my lungs cutting little capillaries and causing bleeding. And as I learned more about that as time goes on, those little shards of glass over the next few years were moving back and forth through my entire body, slicing and dicing capillaries and whatever, and my body would repair all the damage until those shards got to the outside of my body and fell off. Now, at this point, I don't, there's no reason for me to think that I have any of that glass inside of me because of the movement and the activity. I believe that these little particles of graphene oxide would be the same way, that through activity and movement, it'll move in and out of the tissues, cut things up, then heal and keep moving, and with an active lifestyle and creating a higher level of health, I believe that a person can 
eventually move all of that out as long as they don't uh, get exposed to more. Now, we've got to become aware of the fact that just like all the other toxic metals, they're sticking this stuff in food and spraying it in the air and all kinds of other things. So that's the reason why with the body chemistry support system, I keep people uh, encouraged to do at least two detox baths a week to open up the pores and pull this garbage out of the body. And so if we can live active lives and uh, support the body the way that it needs to, to eliminate all toxic metals, chemicals, and like these carbon particles, uh, I believe the body is wise enough to figure out how to get enough of it out to where it doesn't create a permanent damage. Okay, and one of the questions in our chat room, and I want to begin to uh, open up the telephone lines and bring some questions. Uh, Autumn Nichols is asking, can the technology that they have in the jab uh, kill our soul or damage our God gene? Um, and th- there is a great conversation going on in the chat room. So a number of people tuning in, listening to what you're saying. Um, so what about that? Does, do you say, see the potential of the soul being destroyed or the God gene being destroyed because of what's going on with these vaccinations? That, that I don't know about, but I, my gut feeling is um, if we made that mistake, now keep in mind, this is the mark of the beast that we were warned about 2000 years ago. Now, why would we, uh, honor fear enough to step forward and get this jab when we were warned how destructive it was way back when. And so we've got to realize, okay, well, those that have received it, it was like developing cancer or anything else. When when I talk to a person that uh, has been diagnosed with cancer, I tell them up front, this isn't necessarily a threat to your life. It's the invitation to a course, a crash course in wisdom, because the wisdom that you will gain now from from having this is going to be so enhancing to your entire life. Okay, now, with the concern of uh, the distortions uh, that this uh, technology creates in the DNA, uh, yes, I have heard that that is a possibility, but I also believe that, you know, this, this brilliant soul inside of each one of us, stop and think of the, uh, what it would be like to, to trade places. You know, here we are thinking that we're the, uh, the, uh, the center show of life and how seldom we listen to that brilliant being, you know, you you picture it, you know, our brain and our personality, we're like, um, we're like advanced animals and we think and we feel and we, we conduct ourselves more like an animal. And here's this brilliant, wise being inside of us, like an opposite type personality, an opposite type uh, level of brilliance waiting, waiting, and waiting for us just to listen to the wisdom that is available. And we continue thinking as animals of the wrong things. Now, think of what would happen if we would put that as the highest priority 
to stop our conscious thinking and stop and align with that wisdom. Okay, that's like a weak muscle that we've never really strengthened sufficiently. Some are working harder at strengthening that muscle of communication between the animal brain and that brilliance within us. But if there is a distortion caused by this technology, I would say that if we prove to this brilliance that nothing matters more than honestly listening and developing that communication between the animal brain and our own soul, I believe that there, uh, I believe that that link can be maintained. If we believe that this technology will break that, then guaranteed it will break. But if we become determined to strengthen that muscle of communication between the animal brain and the soul, I believe that we can actually utilize this as an opportunity, like a crash course, to enhance our entire life and graduate in style from all of this turmoil, chaos, and everything that we're going through right now and come out the other side celebrating the, uh, the hard work that we put forth. Amen. And that communication needs to happen up front. You know, one of the, the scriptures in that uh, prophecy in the book of Revelation, um, for the, if, if this truly is the mark of the beast, as you said, this, if this is it, um, there's a problem here because it says in verse 9 of chapter 14, the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, if any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark, in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascends up forever and ever. And they have no rest day or night who worship the beast in his image and whosoever receives the mark of his name. Here is patience and the patience of the saints. In other words, uh, don't take that mark, you know, because there's something about receiving it that does damn the soul, that does destroy uh, the relationship, the communication. Uh, Dr. Mick, I'm going to open the telephone lines. I'm not so sure if people are going to uh, jump on it right away. They're enjoying the conversation, but I want to make it clear to actually, our listeners right now. Oh, go ahead. Actually, uh, you just opened up another little can of worms that we need to look at. Okay, I'm gonna, um, we're gonna. Well, let's look at it. But let me just give them the number to call when they want to call in. So okay. if you have a question okay. for Dr. Mick, yeah. So if you have a question for Dr. Mick, the number to call is eight one eight three six nine zero three two six. Many of you are already listening, and all you have to do when you call into the broadcast to ask a question is press one on your dial pad. So I'm gonna put the number up there right now that you could call in at. And that is right here. So on the screen, 818-369-0326. Press 1 on the dial pad, and we'll bring you right back. So, Dr. Mick, go ahead. What is that can of worms we just opened? Well, um, you know, we got to stop and think about, uh, you know, at what point would we permanently condemn one of our own children and walk away from them as humans. 
Okay, we've got to look at it from that point of view and then multiply the the good by a million times and realize that uh, God is going to send a message and try as hard as he can to scare the crap out of us and create more fear of doing stupid than the opposition lure, luring us or using fear to get us to do something stupid. Now, the key to the scripture that you just wrote there, or uh, that you just read, I would say would be uh, worshiping this beast. Okay, now, if the beast lied and generated enough fear to cause a person to receive the mark, and once they realized the mistake that they made, you can be assured that a unconditionally, now let's, let's emphasize that word, unconditionally loving God, that child repents fast enough to clear the mark out, do whatever needs to be done. If there's a chip put in there, it will probably have to be surgically removed. The uh, graphene oxide cleared out, and who knows how much uh, spiritual exercise will be required to keep to avoid the possible damage of the altered DNA and uh, the possibility of the uh, separation between the conscious and the soul. We don't know all of that, but I'm just putting it out there. I don't want anybody to feel like, oh man, I've, I've screwed up, I'm damned for hell. Uh, no, it, it's like, uh, you know, with a absolute unconditionally loving God overseeing this whole thing, all God wants is for us to stop, stop being stupid and start being wise. And it's all a process of growth. And when we, we make a mistake, because mistakes are the secret to wisdom. Uh, you know, if uh, Thomas Edison didn't figure out 10,000 ways not to make a light bulb, he couldn't have appreciated the one that finally worked. And that's the way it is in life. If we, if we never made a mistake, we would never advance and we would never grow. Now, yes, this is a huge mistake that we've been warned about for all of our lives. And if there was enough fear through the lies generated to, in, uh, to drive someone into getting this mark, then it's as soon as the individual realizes, oops, I didn't realize that that's what this was, then as rapidly as possible, here goes the, uh, the crash course in wisdom. It's time to reverse the uh, damage and the effects of that choice Again, we're back to research, understanding what, uh, what is involved in this jab and what has to be done to reverse all the ill effects of it. Because all that matters is that we, we become wise and uh, evolve beyond fear and self-destruct. You know, that's actually the one and only 
cause for uh, for all of disease. Uh, that's probably why I'm spending more of my time being a farmer now rather than teaching these principles anymore because through all my research, I've discovered that there's really only one cause for all disease, and that is uh, human self-destruct, which is part of that human self-destruct is a lack of a desire to understand the principles of health and understand how we're destroying the body. I found that there are so few people like yourself who are willing to roll their sleeves up and actually do the work that will reverse the damage of a lifetime that we've accumulated. And I, I have more people coming to me and asking me, how do I uh, alleviate the effects of my self-destruct, which that's my wording for it. They don't admit to uh, why they develop the symptoms, but uh, it's truly symptoms that have been developed because of uh, not them not supporting their bodies the way that they should. And of course, there's nothing else that I can do but just tell them, you know, you you got to get the intestinal tract clearing. You've got to uh, clean the blood and the lymph through the skin, and you've got to clear your filtering system out. It's that simple. It's just like an automobile or anything else. And, and you know, most people look at me like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's a matter of, you know, you just got to do the work. But uh, so few people are willing to roll their sleeves up and do the work. But we're coming into a time where uh, enough pain is being put onto the masses of people to where more are realizing, hey, it's less pain to roll my sleeves up and take responsibility and to do the work than to continue as I have been. And that's the good news, I guess. Yeah, well, it is good news. And, you know, what I'm hearing as you're talking, and we have a caller coming in here in just a moment, is uh, it's really a season, if we're if there's an awakening, it's a growing up, you know. The, the Word of God is very clear that God has written His law upon every heart. In other words, there's an intuitive knowing what is right and what is wrong. And little babies, we really don't pay attention to that. We grow up as little children, adolescents, et cetera, et cetera, and we still haven't come to the place of growing up and paying attention to what we know is the right thing to do and to resist the wrong thing to do. So we enjoy doing the wrong thing sometimes, and so we, we go for it. But right now, if there's going to be an awakening, there has to be a growing up because my people, it says in the book of Hosea, my people perish from a lack of knowledge. And we live in an information superhighway, and yet people are still so dumbed down, Dr. Mick. Uh, Let's take a call. We'll get back into the conversation. Let's say good morning all the way from South Dakota. Good morning. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. Do you have a question or comment for Dr. Mick Hall? Yes, I do. First of all, does Dr. Hall have a book a person can buy or some literature? Second thing is this. I got a question. The horticulturists that are out there today in the public and telling people about the soil that is in your different areas and stuff, is he saying that the chemicals that we have ingested, ingested into our bodies are causing these diseases? And what is really the answer then to this? Well, you, okay, you yeah. hit that on the you hit the nail on the head there with uh, looking at the chemicals and the exposures on the one side and the soil on the other. Because yes, uh, if we stop and look at uh, nature 
as soon as we stop polluting any particular area, nature has a brilliant way of cleansing herself. And so, yes, the same way, the secret to our healthy future is in the soil. The microorganisms, the worms, uh, getting back to composting and, and growing vegetables that are grown in healthy soils uh, will strengthen the body, clean the body, and help us to overcome all of this. So, yes, that is the most powerful uh, solution. But remember that uh, the way to the first step in healing is to stop creating the problem. And that's where we really need the information is how are we destroying the body and what can we do to stop the destruction? That's number one step. Then we work on uh, healing and correcting. Okay. So we have been brainwashed. and uh, so, Totally. Yes. And so now we have to come back in, in a transformation of our mind to think differently. Now, when it speaks about the, this is a biblical question, uh, in the Bible about the, the ten virgins, and it talks about that is a spiritual thing, too, about, you know, having the Spirit of God in your life. But this knowledge that God is giving people, uh, we're from South Dakota, and there are people, the younger generation, they're all planting gardens in their backyards. And I thought, my God, I think people are wising up instead of going <laughs> in and buying these stores. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. So we do well, the, see the a kids, little the, change. The kids that are coming in right now are coming in with a cleaner wisdom and more in tune with the Spirit of God. And that we need to learn from them their example of the, the secret to life is that connection with the wisdom. Yes. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you. Kath? Yes, thank you for the call. We appreciate that. Again, the number to call if you have a question or comment for Dr. Mick, 818-369-0326. Press 1 on your dial pad. We'll bring you right into the conversation. Dr. Mick, uh, what else is passionate in your heart in our remaining time on the air right now? What do you want to really, uh, you've shared a lot. What would you say is the most important thing right now to release uh, to the people that have been staying with us in this conversation? Well, putting it that way, we're back to the uh, personal responsibility. And uh, I'll mention again that, uh, that booklet that, uh, that I sent to you, uh, The Reunited State of Americans. Uh, it, it presents, there's three things that we all need to do. In fact, last week, uh, I wrote to... Uh, our sheriff here in this county. Now, your sheriff, your county sheriff, is the chief law enforcement officer of the entire county. And we all need to become aware of how important it is to find out what your sheriff is like. If he's a, what you would consider to be a constitutional sheriff, one who is there to defend you, 
or not. Now, what I'm what I'm talking about there is, let's say uh, somebody from uh, the FBI or the CIA comes into the county, and they try and impose something wrong upon you. What is your defense? Well, if you have a true constitutional sheriff, because every sheriff swears to uphold, to defend and uphold the Constitution, which says they're there to protect you. If they're not willing to to step in, see now, remember, I just said that the sheriff is the chief law enforcement officer within the county. That means if a CIA agent uh, or an FBI agent, I know we've been brainwashed by television that when they come in, anybody from the uh, the ABC uh, agencies uh, the sheriff has to stand down because these guys are like little gods. You've got to respect them. No, that's a bunch of baloney. Uh, the sheriff can tell a CIA agent, you either stand down or I will arrest you. And if they don't uh, listen and if they don't stand down, the sheriff has the authority as the chief law enforcement officer of the county to go ahead and arrest that person. And now that goes contrary to our brainwashing, of course. And to go to, to the extreme, if the president of the United States came into our county and tried to do the same thing, the sheriff could do the same thing with the president. And you might think, whoa, that's blasphemous. No, that's the way it is. Because how did the sheriff get that authority from the people? See, we've been brainwashed again that government governs us. They, they dictate to us. Well, when we get this all cleaned up and we turn it around the way that it should be, the people are the authority. In fact, that's what President Trump is, uh, everything that he's been doing and is doing is to turn that authority back to us. But we've got to stand up and recognize it for ourselves so that we can manage government. The reason why government is a dictatorship is because we are not managing our government. Government is, we're paying for the government. They are our employees. Now, you could never, you know, most uh, government employees would say, I'm not your employee. You better do what I say or I'm going to have you arrested. You know, we've been so, the grasshoppers have been uh, threatening us and treating us so horribly for so long. We little ants, we think that. Uh, We're the servants. No, no. We've been brainwashed wrongly. And the only way that we can turn this whole mess around is if we individually become more aware of the truth and recognize our sovereign power that we created our communities, our states, and the states loaned authority to the federal government. It's the third level down of our employee. And so we've got to become a lot smarter and wiser and become aware of our true authority and work through, first of all, make sure that we have a sheriff who will stand there and uh, defend us. And if he isn't, then unite together with other people in your county to get the sheriff that will. Once you have that support, uh, what I'm proposing in that uh, booklet that I sent you, uh, Pastor Vincent, was that we need an oversight commission within the uh, 
within each county to where a group of people is a liaison between all the people and the local government. Because keep in mind, it's local government that is milking all of us like a bunch of cows. Wrongly. And that shows how deep this enslavement has become with us looking the other way. And if it's going to be turned around, it has to be done within the county. It can't be corrected from the federal level. It's got to be corrected from the ground up. Now, there's three areas that each of us need to become more aware of. One is our sheriff. The second one is to understand when we were enslaved and how we can become free again. You see, if, if you uh, tell somebody that you're a U.S. citizen, what are you saying? You're saying that you're a slave of a corporation that has gone bankrupt. That's your international legal uh, position. If you want to learn the truth about how to become free, there's a woman that is doing a brilliant, brilliant job. You can you can uh, look her website up. Uh, her name is Doctor. Uh, her name is Anna, A N N A, von Reitz, V O N, R E I T Z, and her website is AnnaVonReitz.com. Again, the only way that we can become responsible stewards and proper managers of the government that should be protecting us is if we first of all know what in the heck is the truth and then we become proper stewards and managers. If we do not manage government, government continues to manage us. You know, the government really kind of flipped out on January 6, 2021, Dr. Mick, as you know, uh, when nearly a million uh, patriots and conservatives and moralists uh, gathered together in Washington, D.C. Uh, to stand by their president. And uh, I was there. It was a very peaceful time for the most part. What happened with their showing over and over and over was like one one-tenth of a percent of the people that were there standing down, relaxing. Um, and, uh-huh. and just kind of observing the day. So the potential for revolution, the potential for a takeover was shown to them. And I, I think it's just all about trying to put the pieces together because I think what the news media did and what this administration did was put fear in people that if you, you know, even acknowledge the fact that you even showed up, that you even support the president uh, or you think Donald Trump is going to be reinstated, now you're a potential domestic terrorist. You know, if you speak against the narrative of COVID-19 and the vaccination, you're a potential terrorist in this country because you possess a particular mindset. And, uh, you know, this is what people have to learn to walk through. And I think grassroots people going, okay, here we are. Well, how do we start doing this? There has to be these type of movements already forming in local societies where people can gravitate to. And then people have been ripped off. You know, it's always about how much money people are going to make. Come join the group, put your dues in. And it never goes anywhere. So what has to happen right now, for me personally, 
I have a sheriff. His name is Jesus, and I'm following him, and I know he's watching over my life. But I think on this practical <laughs> level here, yeah, is, um, you know, we, there needs to be, uh, you know, this type of thing happening. I'm going to look up this woman, Anna Von Ritz, R-E-I-T-Z, and see what she's about. Um, but you're right. It has to happen. It's late in the game. Uh, there is a potential threat to the left, if we want to call them that, the globalists and all that stuff. And, uh, but it really would take a supernatural awakening in people because, the, you know, delay, deceive, and distract. The longer we can delay people from waking up and deceive them and distract them into other things, we can maintain our position of power over them. Please. Well, that's the, that's the reason why we need to pull out of all of these conversations now and everybody realized that it isn't, it isn't an opposition of opinions. It's a huge lie opposing the truth. And as, uh, as you saw when you went to Washington, D.C., there were millions of people who were seeing through the lie. And the main disruption at the Capitol was actually paid for uh, Antifa and uh, paid thugs to make the appearance of good people rebelling. And, you know, a small handful of unaware individuals joined with Antifa just out of curiosity, thinking, oh, this is what's happening, and foolishly got pulled into it. And we've got to kind of uh, become more aware. And that's why President Trump, and too, I might point out, let's keep in mind uh, what the world experienced uh, a few days ago, and that was President Trump flying into Florida on Air Force One. Only the true president of the United States flies on Air Force One. And so uh, anybody that has any question of who's really running the military right now needs to take just a quick look at that one little fact right there. But still, he's staying back waiting for us to stand up, step up to the, to the plate and do our part because we're the ones that have to make the corrections in our own uh, counties. And it's got to, it's got to uh, happen on a county level. It can't be done on the federal level. That's too, too big. But the, if, if what has taken place in the last four and a half years, if that didn't take place, it would be impossible anyway for us to, to do what we can now accomplish in our own counties. Yeah, so the rallying cry is there to gather together, become one voice, one heart, one mind, stand up, resist. Uh, sometimes it's not just resisting the, uh, the United States, the government that is now in power there supposedly, it's the resistance of a global new world order. I mean, China, Russia, Iran, uh, when they saw what happened in Afghanistan, they declared to the world that America was no longer in charge of the world order of things. And so you see this other globalist coming forth of communism and socialism and uh, Islamic um, uh, terrorism, whatever you want to call it. So you see these other global forces rising. So this little minority of people that want to stand up, walk in the truth, uh, declare their liberty and freedom in an enslaved planet, boy, that's going to take a lot of work. We better have some supernatural power available to us and operate out from it, correct? 
we've got it. It's it's there already, just yeah. waiting for us. See, we don't we don't have to worry about what the two agendas are. Individually, all we need to do is keep seeking the truth and roll our sleeves up and do what we can each do personally and not worry about the world because the world will take care of itself if each one of us do our part. That's all it is. It's a matter yeah. of uh, continuing the process of waking up, which you experienced very clearly in Washington, D.C. Oh, my gosh, look how awake and aware and see there was no violence around zero. you. Mm-mm. It was zero violence. Everyone was in a very uh, humble, loving, united uh, place. And that's what we need to do is keep only expanding that and don't worry about uh, what the other agenda is because, see, sons and daughters of God, because we're chips off of the old block, we are creators. And so we don't have to fight anything. We create what we desire. We create, we keep creating more and more of the good that we're seeing needs to replace this negative. It's okay. a process of growth, not, not war, growth yeah. and advancement in truth. Okay, so with our limited time, I want to get into this just for a moment because people that are struggling with sickness and disease and, they, you know, they have desire but their bodies are weakened and or they are, their minds are overwhelmed by the, uh, the facade, you know, that's going on out there. There's a heavy blanket over the head. They're not clear about things. They're not focused. You have developed a, a system to help people get back on the track of getting healthy in their bodies uh, rather than just dying sick and diseased. There are things people can do. I do I've been working with what you have put together for over 15 years. Uh, the day that my friend Benjamin Baruch took me to your office in Costa Mesa, California, and I did that 30-day challenge, and it changed everything. I told you the story about being in the bathtub and having the vision and following the vision and where it took me and it was unbelievable. And it was uh, just that, it, that, that, that shroud off the mind, that clarity and the healing, the seven pathway of the body healing, you know, refreshing the organs of the body coming back to life again. Uh, now you've got this reduced to a 21 day and people do need to experience a little bit of health again. And so speak into that for just a moment, the 21-day challenge, how that could help somebody today that's struggling with even diabetes, cancer, uh, any number of diseases that are out there. How does the 21-day challenge help get people just where they can stand up and fight uh, beyond their own inabilities at the moment? Okay, first of all, the secret of life is the essence of life, which you could also call the spirit of God. It's all the same stuff. It's energy, it's life force, it's uh, vitality, okay? The, to the degree that we have that in the body, we are spiritual, alive, conscious, all of these things. To the degree that that life essence is squeezed out of the body, we are moving toward death, okay? There's two extreme forces in this universe that we're working against. One is the expansiveness of life, and the other is the contractiveness of death. 
Now, the density that is caused by the accumulation of what we call junk food, the chemicals, the metals, actually there's, there's nine, there's, uh, there's eight substances that accumulate within the body that disease is made of. And if we open up the pathways of elimination and get rid of all of that, and then, as we talked about a few minutes ago, if we eat foods, vegetables, that are grown in proper soil that have the life force in them, we're going to take on that life force. But see, we, we've all been led to believe that uh, the life force in the body comes from our food. It doesn't. It comes from our own cells. Our own cells are energy generators in two ways. There's the sodium-potassium pump at the cellular level, and then there's the production of ATP within the mitochondria of the cell. And if the sewage is so backed up in the body that the lymphatic system is stagnated, which is the obvious sign of aging, when the, uh, the lymphatic system, which is the fluid that should be washing all the toxic waste away from the cells, when that fluid is, is stagnated, because we don't keep the filters clean, we don't keep the exhaust system going, we don't have the, the activity or the, the uh, nutrients the body requires, the body gets more dull, the thinking gets dull, and the life force is forced out of the body, and the energy production systems shut down. So this is the reason why when you did such an intense cleansing during that very first cleanse, that you started opening up to spiritual experiences and so many other things is because you removed so much density from your body that you were open then to the direct communication from spirit. And as we keep clearing more and more and more, it's not going to happen in one 30-day cleanse. It's a matter of, okay, how do I limit the intake or the exposure of all this dense substance that destroys the life in the body? And how can I remove the accumulation, clean the resistance that is uh, dulling my life? And at the same time, how do, I, how do I bring more of the essence of life into my body? Well, obviously... Uh, Jesus was a great example of how when you master fear, you master life. Okay, when you master the contractiveness of the world to where it no longer contracts you, in other words, when you are no longer driven by fear, you master that aspect of life and you focus on life itself and what enhances the life and the joy of life really the the most powerful principle in our lives is the principle of focused attention because where we focus our attention is where we're going to go and if we're focused on fear we're moving toward death when we're focused on what brings joy into our lives and what enhances our lives and what what builds the body and uh and mind then that's the direction where we're going to go. 
yeah. what I've done is I've developed a the simplest system that I call the body chemistry support system, and there's various levels to this system. Uh, every person should start out with kind of a basic uh, system of support to get the intestinal tract clearing because every one of us, until we do this work, is recycling a certain percentage of the waste material that the body's trying to get rid of, we're recycling that again and again and again into the bloodstream and poisoning our whole system. So the highest priority for body chemistry support is to normalize the function in the intestinal tract. The second is to clean the blood and the lymph through the skin with consistent detox baths. And the third is to clean our filtering system. If you are looking at your car or any other machine, you'd realize how foolish it is to not do these simple, basic uh, steps of body chemistry support. But again, we've been brainwashed all of our lives that we should wait until we have a break called a symptom of disease, and then we treat the symptom with all levels of cause still in place. Well, that's a great example of insanity to do the same things over and over and over again hoping for a different result. You cannot clear the conditions until you correct the right cause. We live in a world of cause and effect, and if we're not correcting the causes for these problems, we can remove the symptom again and again and again and again, and we can be guaranteed that that symptom or the disease will either remain or return. We've got to correct the reasons why these symptoms develop, and that is the accumulations of this waste material within the intestinal tract, within the filtering system of the body, and within the fluids. We've got to clean up the internal environment, otherwise the body, the brain is going to continue being bathed with sewage, and we will continue feeling crappy. You know, that's a very literal term. I feel crappy. It's because of the recycling of fecal waste from the the colon back into the brain. In the next uh, three minutes, we've got about three minutes here, Dr. Mick. Uh, the 21-day challenge, the one that I do that was a 30-day challenge, um, uh, it's all about a parasite cleanse. Speaking of the parasite, what exactly is that? How many people have them? And why are we cleansing from them? Well, basically, there's, uh, again, we're looking at the internal environment of the intestinal tract, which most people have parasites. When you go in and have a uh, test for parasites, they're only checking to see if they're overgrown. And most people have uh, what is called a biofilm. Uh, that's what makes uh H. pylori so difficult to get rid of in the stomach is because of a, a mucus mass, the H. pylori, from uh, being destroyed. Well, in the colon, you have a similar mass protecting unfriendly bacteria that is responsible for creating the condition of candida. And so uh, that's a primary accomplishment that we need to work on and it's woven into that cleanse to cut those biofilms and clear them out of the body. 
and two, to convert the internal environment in that intestinal tract so that it isn't supportive of parasites and unfriendly bacteria, but it's supportive of life. Now, keep in mind, bacteria, viruses, well, bacteria and parasites, they are part of nature's cleanup committee. And if, and if they have to clean up for us, we know that we're not doing our job. So what we need to do is clean up the environment, and then there's no work for bacteria or parasites in the body. So they're not interested. The, uh, the reason why we have, we have problems with bacteria and parasites and problems like that is because we look like catering trucks to them. We've got to stop looking like catering trucks to them. If there's no food chain for them, they're not going to be interested in us. <laughs> Amen. Amen. We, we carry healthy signs. Well, as a pastor, it is my desire and Patricia's desire to see our congregation very healthy, spirit, soul, and body. And so for that reason, Dr. Mick, uh, I'm going to be inviting you to come to Northwest Arkansas to conduct uh, a, a kind of conference for people, particularly in the ministry, that want to get involved in the cleanse. Uh, we have nurses in our church. We have nurses that have been nurses for 47 years. They understand that that system of nursing is totally contradictory to, uh, you know, the way that God does things in our bodies. So, um, so we're going to be inviting you. We're going to invite people that are tuned into the broadcast at some point to come and talk to people, and they need to do this. You kept saying it again and again. They need to do the work. People need to do the work. Uh, there's such infiltration of what's going on, the toxic environment, the toxic narrative, the toxic emotion, the toxic spirit, all these toxins in all these different realms and physically that are just bombarding the body, covering it up unto death, and people never really get to react the way they want to react to the stuff that's going on around them properly because they're unable uh, or unable to do so because they're kind of in prison. So there needs to be a prison break. And I believe your 21-day challenge has done it for me for 15 years to keep me at least centered and uh, go in the right direction. And so we need to do that. A final word from you, sir, before we go to the listeners that are there today. Well, I think I've said everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, how about people, if they want to contact you, they can go to 35 for life. That's the number 35 F-O-R-L-I-F-E.com. Uh, you have a couple of books out there that you've written, and uh, you have a, a wonderful website, very simple, easy to go through. You have your product. People can contact you. And one of the things I've always appreciated, Dr. Mick, is that all the years that I've known you, I've been able to pick up the phone, call you when I'm going through a health crisis, and uh, just kind of get your wisdom on that. And uh, I just want to thank you for the time and labor you've put in to helping people, literally helping people to physically get themselves going in the right direction again. So for those that are out there, the number, the website is www.35, the number 35, F-O-R-L-I-F-E, 35forlife.com. Dr. Mick, as always, it's been a phenomenal conversation, and I thank you for joining me on the air today. It's always a highlight of my life these conversations <laughs> yeah i love it well we'll do it again and can't wait to have you come out to northwest arkansas we'll talk more about that okay all right i look forward to that too all right brother god bless take care dr mccall joining us today from an undisclosed location probably growing his own pride do you know this man that we just listened to 
um, has traveled the country looking for the best worms to do the right thing for the best product. I'm telling you, today is my 21st day. I've been through 21-day challenge just recently, the last several weeks, and uh, I'm so glad. Uh, today it's over. I'm weaning myself back into eating again, and all the product I've been taking and all the things I've been doing have kept me energized. I've never felt hungry. I have lost a lot of weight, and I feel great, and um, I want you to feel great. So we had a wonderful conversation. I hope you'll share this conversation with your friends. There's lots more to talk about. We're going to be gone, and I'm sad to say it, we will not be back on the air for another 10 days. We are going to be gone all week next week. We are preparing for the great Feast of Tabernacles. And uh, I want you to consider coming out to Northwest Arkansas September 20th through September 27th. Uh, conversations like we just had, we're going to have them with a number of truly godly people, brilliant people that are bringing the word of the Lord. Conversations, I'd love to have Dr. Mick come out and be a part of what we're doing as well to, uh, again, enhance the physical side of what we're doing. Uh, we want to get this right. We want to be a militant end-time army, spirit, body, soul, ready to move forward, do the things that we've got to get done, having spiritual intelligence, Holy Spirit, thank you, Lord Jesus, um, and just move forward in our life and make a mark, make a difference, and not capitulate, not give in to the narrative of a godless society, a dark world, and an evil, dark agenda in this world. There must be the children of light standing up in our generation, and that's what this is all about. So we will see you going all the way probably, I think it is, to the last couple of days of August. We'll be gone all week next week. We'll be back the following Tuesday. And I wish you all a very great success and a great blessing. And the Lord be with you until we meet again. Remember, September 20th, the Great Feast of Tabernacles, Northwest Arkansas. Go to our website at NWM Global. That's NWM, standing for New Wine Ministry, nwmglobal.org. And go to the Feast of Tabernacle tab 2021. You'll know the speakers, the directions, how to get to where we're going to be uh, fellowshipping. And we're going to look forward to seeing you. I'll see you back at the very end of uh, August. And until we meet again, shalom and God bless you. OmegaRadio.org, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We'll continue to broadcast all the time. So Omega Radio, and I'm going to put this conversation on Omega Radio, so it can be heard again and again and again, omegaradio.org. Right now, there's a roundtable discussion with Patricia Joy Xavier dealing with the demonic issues going on in the spirit world. You may want to tune into that as well. I'm Pastor Vince. Got to go. Shalom, everybody, until we meet again at the end of August. Goodbye, and God bless you.